There you go. Perfect. Happy Sabbath. All right. It's a pleasure indeed to be in the house of God, of the people of God. Now, we serve an awesome God. Uh, my question to you again this morning, as we look into the word of God, looking at to the glory of God, is how can you today glorify God? Now, let's pray before we get started. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask again one more time to be in your midst and to talk to your people. Use us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now listen to what the Bible said in Romans chapter 9, verse 20 and 21. It said, But who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Shall what his form said to the one who formed it, why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery of special purposes and some for common use? See, a lot of times we want to glorify God in our own term. See, Lord, I want to glorify you if I was a king or if I had a lot of money or if I was healthy. I will glorify you so much better. If I was gifted, I would have done so much better for you, God. But as again, the story said, does the potter have the right? Does the clay have the right to tell the potter what to do? The question again, a lot of time we ask ourselves, well, does God really know what he's doing? See, when we read the story of Job like this morning, we always wonder again, why did God allow this to happen to Job? My question to you, of course, if you go back to the Bible again, there is no time where God did tell Job, this is why I let this happen. Because he is God, and as God, he is what? He is able to do whatever he, what? he wants. And the question again we need to ask ourselves is, can God do wrong? Can God lead us astray? Can God do anything that will not be for all good? Now, we say it all the time that God is good, but what? All the time. But we only clarify this now. It's good when things are going good for me. But again, the Bible wants us to know, of course, if you want to glorify God, then your life needs to be what? At his own disposal. That he can do whatever he wants with it. The Bible said that the heaven does what? Declare the glory of God. How? Because as you look at the heaven again, you could see, man, only someone with power can create such an awesome thing, and yet no one seems to what want to give credit to God. If you look at again what someone said, there's a big difference between what a microscope and a telescope. A microscope job is to do what? Is to magnify things that are what? Small. Do you want to see a cell? Microbes. You put it under what? A microscope. But a telescope does what? Fix something that is really big but really far and does what? Magnify so you could see it now. Many a time as Christian again, Satan comes into your mind and let us think of God being small. He put God through a microscope. And we begin to fear that, you know what, is God really able to help me through this time of trouble? Is God able to help me pay my bills? Is God able to heal me? I'm here this morning to tell you again. God does not have to heal you to be a good God. God does not have to save you from this trouble to be a good God because God is good. Either you like it or not. Either you agree or not. God is still what? Good. And at the end, 
everyone will agree that God is what? Good. The challenge, of course, that we have is because, again, we don't sometimes believe in God's word. See, the devil came along to Eve. You see, Eve, do you realize if you eat that fruit, you're not, you what? Your eyes will be what? Open and you will be like God. And she'll be like, ah, oh, you know what? That's not a bad idea. So let me go and try it out. And by eating that tree, by eating of that fruit, she now decided to make God what? A liar and the devil to be what? And a lot of time again, we do the exact same thing. To glorify God, meaning what? To stand up for God, to live a life beyond what? Reproach, so that when the devil comes knocking, he has nothing in you to blame God. So whenever we side in sin, whenever we decide to follow the devil, we prove God to be what? A liar. And the devil to be what? To be true. Now, John Calvin said, the whole creation is God's theater to glorify himself. See, when you're looking at the birds, you're looking at the flowers, you say, man, this is so beautiful. But yet, all of these things, again, pale in comparison to you and I. Because while the flowers are beautiful, while the animals are majestic, God created you and I in what? In his image. Because he has what? A purpose for you. You're so valuable to God that Christ himself came in what? In the form of a man. He died on the cross. Why? So you and I could have what? Eternal life. Because you are what? Valuable to God. So if you want to glorify God, and the way to glorify God is the only way, is to what? Accept that God's will is supreme. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus understood this. When he was trying to drink that cup, and in his humanity, he did not want to go through it. He said, Father, if it's be a way to get this thing out, but Father, nevertheless, not as I will, but as what? Now, let me ask you a question. Do you believe that we know what the outcome is going to be? I can, what? <laughs> I can hear you. Do you know what the outcome of the story is going to be? What's the outcome? That God is going to be what? The victor in, in, the, in, this, in this battle. God's going to what? Win. My question to you now, if you believe that God's going to win, why go through life defeated then? Why go to life worried about tomorrow when you know you are what? Sure to make it what? Across the Jordan. See, when Moses got in front, when Moses left Egypt, right? God said, take my people. Now, Moses never asked, Lord, give me, do you have a GPS where I'm going? Do you know exactly how I'm going to get there? Because I have three million people again. How are we going to get them to the promised land? Moses believed in God. And when he got to the Red Sea, God said, Moses, lift up your staff and what? Open the Red Sea. You'd be like, come on, Lord. Are you joking? That has never been done before. No one, I mean, in history, I've ever seen this open. But God said, what? Do it. And Moses did. And guess what happened? The Red Sea opened up. Because Moses, what? Believed. Do you have faith in God this morning? See, a lot of times that we want a happy ending. What is a happy ending, do you think? A happy ending meaning what? Uh, you know, we got through this thing, we got the house paid off, we got the car paid off, my school was good, everything was great, I'm healthy, that's a happy ending. Not in this life. A happy ending is to know that you have what? Your life safe in Christ. So when Christ comes back again, you are guaranteed eternal life. That is what we're striving for as Christians. Not to live here. See, 
when the three Hebrew boys stood now in, in, in the plain of Dura and the, the king had this great statue made, he said, hey, if you don't bow down and worship, what would happen to you? You'll be cast in what? In the furnace of fire. Now, you know, if you ever cook, anyone tried to cook before, I get burned, it is not easy now. Now, I tried a couple of times and you got burned, you'd be like, well, never again, right? <laughs> so the point is, though, they knew exactly what the consequence was going to be. And when they faced the king, the king said, did you, did you guys hear what I said? That if you don't, this was going to happen to you. Listen to what they said. They said, whole king, we are not careful how we answer you in this matter. But the God that we serve is able to what? Now, if, if they had just said that, they'd all be like, well, that's good. You know, God is powerful. That can. But they didn't stop. They said, now, even if not, See, that's where we, our faith has to come in now. Not to know that God's going to come through, but even if it doesn't, God's name be what? Be glorified. See, we, we think about it now in all you, in all simple mind that it has to be my way or no way. But not seeing God's way is what? Better. Think about it now. Can you ever have more fun than God? Because we think about it now. That's why we sin. We sin because we believe the devil can be what? Much, much, have much more fun with the devil than with God. The Bible said at his right hand are what? Fullness of joy and pleasure forevermore. Whatever you could think that you desire, God can give you what? Beyond what you could think or even what? Imagine. So the three Hebrew boys said, listen now, we're not going to worship this because we will not bring shame to God's name. Because whenever you fall into sin, you bring shame to God. And the devil, again, he's always there. To remind you, of course, that why? You are sinning because God is not able to keep you. But the Bible is clear on this, though. In Jude 24, unto him, not who is trying, but unto him who is what? Who is able to keep you what? From falling and present you what? Now, listen, time out, time out, time out. Okay, that's the problem here of this text here. Are you faultless? So why did the Bible say present you faultless then? Speak up now, sister. Come on now, say it now. Now think about it. Now see, this is this is the mystery of, of, of God. So you can see, when when you accept Christ, the Bible says you become what? A new creation. I like the word creation, not new creature, but a new what? Creation, because God is doing something new now. See, when you were come to this life again, you had no saying in you being here. See, when your mom, your dad decided to get married and have a baby, they never call you in advance. Hey, do you want to be at this point? No. You came in without what? No what? input in the whole story but when it comes to the second birth though you have what you got to partially you got to accept do you want it or you don't that's why god told nicodemus now you must be born again now see when you look at my son you could say well he looks like his dad we're looking at my daughter he was oh she looks like mom but when you're looking at jesus now who does he look like when you are now the son of Christ, who do you like now? You look like your heavenly father. Does that make sense? And you begin to live for God and glorify God because that is the purpose of you being in this world. Not to make money, not to have kids, not to get married, but to what? Glorify God. And the way you glorify God is to say, Lord, here I am. Do whatever you will with me. And that's the only way, that's the only reason, again, that every moment of your life that you get in this world, that you're not dead, is because God has what? A special plan to bring out what? His glory to this world. But many of time, though, 
we get we get sidetracked because why? We're busy trying to make it. And forgetting again now, we're living on borrowed time. See, uh, the Hebrew boys understood this. They said, we will not bow down. We will not worship this idol because why? All God that we serve is able to do what? To deliver us. And what did God do in this moment? He sent what? He sent deliverance and he saved them. When Moses came to Pharaoh, said, Pharaoh, uh, Israel is my firstborn. Let him go. Or else, I'll kill your first son. Now, that was the first thing that God told Pharaoh, right? That was the last plague. But that was the first thing that God, because God in his mercy is trying to reason with who? With Pharaoh. But Pharaoh came back and said, what? Who is what? Who is God? That will, that will let the people. Now, there's some, that's the same thing you read in the Bible. It's like, what kind of arrogance this guy is, right? You see, who is the Lord that I will let the people go? Question. Who was pushing Pharaoh to say what he said. Satan. Now, does Satan know who God is? See, a microscope again, and a what? A telescope. The devil wants you to see God through a microscope, that God is really small, but thinking that God is actually what? Super, super what? Super big. He is the what? The Alpha and the Omega. He's the one that created everything. All power is in his hand. So therefore, all he's trying to do, the devil try to do is to kind of take our side from God. That we will see God, not as he know God is, but to see God through what? Through our own eyes. Small, insignificant, not caring. But yet, God said, I so love the world that I did what? Gave, not only gave my son, sister, I said, in giving us Christ, Christ, it wasn't just the best gift, it was everything. God gave us everything in Christ. So my question to you, of course, is how are you glorifying God this morning in your life, in your job, at home, in your school, wherever you go? Are you glorifying God or are you glorifying the devil? Because make no mistake now, you cannot glorify, well, you're either glorifying God or are you glorifying who? There's no third party in this thing. There's no, you know, the green party. It's either God or what? The devil. So the only way you could glorify God is by knowing who God is. The Bible said now, come and taste and see that the Lord is what? See, I can tell you about God all day long. I can tell you what God good is. All of that will make no sense to you unless you do what? You come and taste and what? See, a lot of time we don't want to spend time with God because why? We're too busy making it, right? We're too busy making it into this life, trying to pursue our own dream. And yet, we were dying. Once you live, once you begin to live in this world, you are dying every single moment. You're dying unless you have who? You have Christ in your life. See, Daniel understood this again. When the king passed the law, said, hey, you better worship the king or else you'll be cast in what? In the lion's den. Daniel still went about his business and still what? Worship is God because he understood that the glory of God was better than life itself. And when the king said what? Well, the king was hurt, but he still had to what? Obey his own law. He cast him in the what? And the lion's den. The lion having been fed for, for weeks, who knows when. But when he dropped uh, Daniel and he knew that was what? Certain death. But what if he had died? What if Daniel had died? What if Job had died? Would it have been, oh my God, that was a bad story now. Job, and oops, that's too bad. Would it have been a loss if Job had died? See, Job understood this again. Job said, now, even if he slayed me, yet will I what? 
See, that's what we're missing. We're always thinking that we have to have what? An answer to a struggle now. I have to understand why this is happening to me, Lord. Please let me know. Why? Are you? I mean, think about it. It's like my kids asking me, uh, Dad, why do I have to brush my teeth in the morning? Uh, well, you could go out and explain it. Oh, well, you know, if you don't brush your teeth, this is what happens. You, you get, you know, cavity. But what does that mean to him? Nothing. A lot of time we do things because what? We trust or we have to. But in the end, though, it will what? Make sense. Can you imagine now when the great glory of God comes in and we are burst finally into eternity, sitting now face to face with God, and we get to say, Lord, now I understand why it had to be so. See, we have to realize again, the purpose of God is so much greater than what you could think or even imagine. As the heavens, the Bible says, are far above the earth, the ways of God for you is what? Now, my question to you, of course, is, do you want to glorify God? Because to glorify God means you have to take your cross. To glorify God means you have to go to Gethsemane. To glorify God, you have to be, as Paul said, crucified daily. Now, crucify once a week, I could deal with it, but daily, you know, that kinda, that's going to hurt, right? But Paul understood this stuff. If I have to live for Christ, Paul had to die. See, that's what you, people miss now. For you to have that new creation, you have to what? You have to die. See, Christ and you cannot live. When I said the sister said it was because of Christ, when it's, I'm presenting you faultless, because when God sees you, he doesn't see you anymore. He sees Jesus. Because you have been dead a long time ago. You are living now, not because of you, but living in Christ. See, Paul said, now I can do all things through what? Christ. What? See, it's not about Paul doing it anymore. It's because Jesus now came in and Jesus now took over. And Paul now began to live, not for Paul anymore, but for what? Christ. And Paul said, when I count now, when I look at the excellency of Christ, all the beauty of Christ, I count all my gain as what? As lost. Because see, before I was somebody in the eyes of the world, but I was nobody to Christ. But now I'm nobody to the world, but I'm somebody with what? With Christ. Now somebody said this now. He is no fool. He is what? No fool to give up what he cannot take. To hold what he can never lose. Let me say it one more time. He is no fool to give up what he cannot take with him. To hold on to what he can never lose. What do you have in this world that you can take with you when you die? Fame. You see, one of the things that happened, that's really kind of struck me recently is to understand the whole disease about Alzheimer's. Now, do you realize the, that's the worst disease to me that's out there? Why? To lose your memory is to lose who you are. If you cannot remember what you have accomplished in this world, your family, what is life worth living then? See, God wants you to forget about your past because he has an excellent future for you. He wants you to embrace now the goal of becoming born again in him. And if you accept Christ, yes, there are struggle, but Christ said, be of what? Of good cheer because I have overcome this world. Christ said now, thanks be to God, Paul said, that gave us what? The victory in Christ. The victory is a gift. All you have to do is what? Accept it. Now you could say, well, what does that mean? Does that mean I will never own sin? I can't never sin anymore? See, what the Bible says in 1 John, it says, little children, I write to you that you sin what? 
not. Now listen to what the text said now. You see, I write you that you what? Sin not. What's the next thing that come after that? But, see, speak up so I can say, he didn't say when. You see that? Why not say when? When God knows, I'm going to sin anyway. You might as well say what? When? But he didn't say when. He said what? That's the big difference between what? When and what? See, I'm not an English speaker. This is not my first language. This is my third language, actually. But in French, the word, the conditional is see. It's a condition now. It's not something that's a matter of fact. While when is what? I'm making plans for this. It's going to happen. See, a lot of us as Christians, now we make plans to sin because we what? Don't believe that God, through every temptation, has a way of what? Of escape. See, when Job was going through what he was going through, he couldn't understand what he was going through. But Job understood something. See, I know in whom I believe. Do you know who you believe today? Do you have faith in Christ this morning? Or is it something that you've heard about somebody telling you about it now? See, nobody can have faith for you. You have to have faith for yourself. Now, we want to glorify God, and I would like you to glorify God with me this morning. But I want you to understand, of course, that if you want to glorify God, you have to realize again that your life, your life, whatever you do, is not about you anymore. It's about what God wants you to do. See, many times we do things, we buy cars. See, you know, sometimes, you know, people will think about this. You go shopping or you do everything. You don't ever ask God, what do you think I should get for this guy? Or do you think I should get this car or that? Because yes, I don't need God for this. I got this. But everything in your life, everything that you should do, should be done for what? What does the Bible say? Whatsoever what? You eat. Whatsoever what? You drink. Whatsoever you do, you do all. Or you should do all for what? The glory of God. So it's very important in this morning again, as you go through life, through this week, to every moment now that you have left in this world, that you ask yourself, Lord, please take control of my heart and let me be your soldier. Let me be your mouthpiece. Let me be your son. Let me be a reflection of Jesus. The Bible says, so let this light, well, let your what? light, what? See, he didn't say make it shine because you cannot make it shine. You only can do what? Reflect the glory of what? Of Christ. The same way the, the, uh, the moon reflects the what? The, the light of the sun, you can reflect what? The glory of Christ. So that when people sees you, they will do what? Give glory. They will glorify your Father in heaven. Now, there's so many stories in the Bible. One of the stories I'm going to leave you with now is the story of Joseph. Joseph was sold not by strangers, but by who? See, have you ever been betrayed by a loved one? Have you ever been you know, done wrong by somebody that you trusted? That thing hurts worse than anything else. I mean, yes, you could take it from a stranger, but if a family member, a loved one betrayed you, Joseph was sold by his brothers to eat to slavery. Now, slavery, of course, is not a good thing, but he was sold in slavery. You know the story. Joseph now is working in what? Potiphar's house. He's doing his best to not let what bitterness now and anger get the best of his life. He's living his life for the glory of God. And the devil realized, I cannot break this guy. I'm trying to break him, but he's not breaking. So you know what? I got a plan B. I got a plan B. I'm going to have what? The wife of the master take a liking in Joseph. Now you think about it now. You escape. You know, you almost died. You left your brother in Egypt. You slavery now. And all of a sudden now, the wife of the master like you. Now you can say, that's a blessing, right? <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> 
thank God for this. I'm finally saved. But no, she, the Bible says she began to pursue Joseph every single day. Did you see that in the Bible? Daily. Trying to break through him. But Joseph understood what was at stake. It was the glory of God or me. The glory of God. Or, Joseph understood this. And he said, how can I make this great wickedness and sin against who? My God. Do you realize whenever you do something like this, though, you bring shame to God? How would you know? How would you feel if you could see Christ right by your side while you're about to what? About to sin. Let me read this for you to finish in closing. People choose to sin because in those moments they believe lies rather than the truth. They do not believe in the presence of God. They don't believe that God has what? Fullness of joy. They don't believe that Lord is perfect. They don't believe that the law of God is good. And they choose to sin because they want to satisfy their desire right now. See, we choose to sin because we don't believe that God's way is better. So this morning, again, I ask you now, do you want to make a commitment now? Not to me, not to the church, because think about it again. Who is with you all the time? It's not the church. God is with you all the time. Are you willing this morning to make a commitment to God and say, Lord, this morning, I'm committing myself to you this morning to glorify you in every single way that I can, that you reveal to me. And as you walk by day, not by sight again, we're going to walk by what? By faith. God is going to begin to what? Reproduce now the character of Christ in your life. That when people see you, they don't see you anymore. They see Christ in you. The hope of glory. If you're willing to make that commitment with me this morning, please stand. And let's make a commitment to God. And say, Lord, please help me be like Jesus. Help me live for you. And help me to glorify you no matter what. Good or bad. I will stand for you, God. No matter how bad it is. And if you are, please, let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful again to be in your presence, Lord. Lord, we know you've done so much to save us, to redeem us. We've come short so many times, Lord. We doubt you. We don't believe in you, Father. We don't believe that you are able to keep us from falling. Father, we ask this morning that you reveal yourself to us through your Holy Spirit, that you bless this church, Lord. You bless the members that are here this morning and their family, that you help them understand, Lord, that you have a special purpose for them to glorify your name through them, Lord. Please give us victory this morning, Lord, and help us to live for you and through you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And have a seat.